Hey girl Maybe we can uh, hang out Have a RC Cola to Moon Pie HR Talk, welcome back. It's our pleasure to be back this month. Maybe we'll do it again next year. We'll see. It's <laughs> been a minute. It's been a minute. I'm JC. That's Ricky Baez on the other side of the camera and microphone down in Orlando, Florida. J to the C. A long time it has been. Yeah, it's been a minute, as the young ones say. I thought it was no cap. That too. It's just, and I heard this from my son the other day. I, um, I brought home some curly fries from Hooters, and he tried them, and he's like, oh, daddy, these are bussin'. And that took me for a loop, because I did not know what that meant, so I had to look it up. Bussin'. I'm at that stage. Bussin'. Bussin'. B-U-S-S-U-N-I-N, excuse me. Hey, uh, we've got some things that we typically do right away. Let's go ahead and get that done. Let's let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. With Ricky Baez. That's right. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Baez. Big quote of the day. Ricky. Folks, don't be afraid of ChatGPT. ChatGPT to us today... Is giving us the same technological advantage as Microsoft Word did to a typewriter. Em- Amazing words Embrace from it. wise man. Embrace it right where it is. That's right. And uh, as McDonald's goes automated, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the program. Chat GPT oh. might come into play, especially now with four being in, in the mix. And uh, your $22 an hour is going to go right to that. Ed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, um, I've got some stuff I got to hit you with in the mouth right away. You ready? I'm ready. Am I the asshole for telling my coworker to take their shitty dog out of my cube after she called me a weirdo? Well, this is going to be interesting. So it says, yesterday afternoon, a coworker brought her 35 female new dog to the office to show it off to everyone. She made the rounds going to everyone's cube and office. Seemed like everyone was excited to meet it and pet it and all that. To preface the situation with this coworker, I, 28 male, can't stand dogs. There's just, uh, <clears throat> there's just about nothing about them I like. I find them obnoxious and gross, and people take them places far too much. I don't understand why you need your dog to run errands or to go out to eat, especially when odds are the place is not dog-friendly. And by the way, this is straight from TikTok, and this is Lorena Pabon HR, Dogs and Cubicles. I'm going to keep playing. Ricky, if you need to jump in, you just flag me. Let me know. We'll pause it. My opinion about dogs, I usually keep them to myself and quietly remove myself from situations. She gets to my cube and says, hey, this is my new dog. I named him Fido. I just say, cool, and continue working. Well, my lack of enthusiasm at having a dog in my space was not apparent to her. She asks me to pet him, citing trying to socialize him. I say, no, I'd rather not do that. I'm sure someone else will pet him. It's clear that me refusing baffles her. She asks if I don't like dogs, and I respond with, I'm not the biggest fan. She says only weirdos don't like dogs. I respond with loudly, okay. 
Get your shitty dog out of my cube now. She leaves but calls me an asshole as she moves on. She's now going around telling the whole office of our interaction. So Okay, I gotta pause it real quick. Now look, there's some vulgarity here as she addresses this momentarily. And if you know Laredo, you know like mm-hmm. I do, this is not her. She's literally reading the email that's in her her lap at this time. So check this out. So was I the asshole? So although I don't love the tone of this, like the whole thing, like he does sound a little bit of an asshole the fact that he was just called a weirdo because he doesn't like dogs um i kind of think it doesn't make him an asshole that being said his reaction was a little bit unwarranted as well i don't know i just maybe it's because i don't love like strong confrontation unless it's absolutely necessary that i feel like the way the author went about it um Makes him slightly as holish, but <laughs> I, I think it's okay for you not to want your dog in your cubicle. In all honesty, that's your personal space. Like I, I see that the same way I see dogs in people's houses. So <clears throat> I'm a like I live in a pet free house, so I don't want anyone's pets inside my house. But then if I go to someone's house who actually has a pet, I'm okay with them roaming around the house because that's not my house to, for me to you know say, hey, I don't want. I don't want the dog roaming around. So, yeah. Not the asshole, but would have gotten a little, you know, gotten about it a little bit differently. <clears throat> okay. I have to I I have to say something real quick. First oh. of all, that's right. Uh, 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 uh. The person is right. The person is right. I, first of all, first of all, I'm going to start saying this. Look, I've never met anybody who does not like dogs. That's number one. Now, now that's my personal take. Second thing, what is that? <laughs> Did I just come into a Wu-Tang meeting? <laughs> What's that? What do you Sorry. got going? I don't know what that is. It's, it's Anyway, so I'm wondering... Uh, was HR asked if that per- if they can bring a dog into the office? And if I'm bringing a dog into the office, I have to bring that my dog into the office with the assumption that not everybody's going to like the dog. And I have to be okay with that. So if I go to somebody, first of all, I'm not going to force the, somebody who's visually uncomfortable with a dog in there. So I agree with that employee. I, this is my work area. Get your shitty dog out of here. Now, the person telling that employee only weirdos uh, don't like dogs, or do- people don't like dogs are weirdos. Yeah. How is she not going to expect a, re- a that kind of response from him? He's not the asshole there. I'm sorry. The asshole is the person who's trying to push their love for the dogs in somebody else's face. That's who the asshole is. That's right. I don't even go to chat GPT for that. What are you You're doing? listening to HR Talks Weekly TikTok Roundup. You got Ricky Baez and JC. Get up now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand. HR Talks TikTok Roundup. Here's a gig. The clips have been vetted by me personally this time, not a oh, no. intern that uh, was helping us. 
And there's a lot of podcasts out there that are doing TikTok roundups nowadays, and I want to explicitly talk about this because it's very important. We did it first. That's right. Don't forget that. And we do it better. (laughs) And we do it better than anyone else out there. Hey, this first one, Ricky, is coming from Hey Hello Recruiter Interview Tips from a professional recruiter. What if I told you that the recruiter you're interviewing with isn't actually looking to see if you can do the job? After you hear this, it's going to completely change the way you think about interviews. The recruiter called you, obviously, because you look like you could do the job on paper. So you've already checked that box there. But the main job of a recruiter is to match you not only to the role because of your qualifications, but to match you to the team and the organization as a whole. So having that perspective in mind, think of meeting with the recruiter as your matchmaker. Literally, the recruiter's goal is to see if you can be a good match for the team, for the role, for the company, to see if you exemplify the values and attitude that we have. So bring your true self to the interviews with the recruiter. Read up on the company. Make sure that you align with their values and goals and express your adaptability uh, to different environments, culture, the position. In my previous videos, I talked all about rapport. So really take advantage of the initial call with the recruiter to build that rapport because if you end up moving forward, your recruiter is going to be your champion. So it's good to start building that relationship from the start. I coach candidates all the time for interview prepping so that they're successful in their interviews. So let me know if I can help you. Ricky Baez, that was Hey, Hello Recruiter from TikTok. (laughs) Over to you. So she said the recruiter may not be looking for you for to see if you could do the job. They're looking to make a match as a matchmaker. So she just described the position. It, it, she didn't say anything out of the ordinary. She, she just simply described the position of a recruiter. Yes. That's okay. Got it. I'm, gl- I'm glad we clarified that. Now I do have a tip that can help people. Let me, let me pick this up. Let me, let me save this JC. So here's the thing. Um, Folks out there, honestly, if you are interviewing out there right now and you really need to pay close attention to the questions that are being asked, right? Obviously, you, you, you should do that regardless to make sure you answer them correctly. But it will, if you listen closely, it would give you an insight into what's happening in the organization at the moment. That's an issue right now. And you should take caution to that. I'll give you a great example. So if you interview right now and they say, you know what, give me an example of a time when you had to intervene in a dispute between two well-like managers, or give me an example when you had to execute policy that you did not agree with. So when they're asking specific questions like that, chances are those are the things they are experiencing right at this moment that is happening right now. And they want to make sure they, they get the right match for that position. The reason I'm saying that, that you, you should pay attention to that is because if you are currently working in a position, then you're trying to get away from that position that has a lot of drama between managers, hit number one, or there's a lot of issues with people not following policy, hit number two, and you just want a, a job where you could just go in, do what you need to do, and then go home, then maybe you should rethink your candidacy here. So 
pay attention to the question that they're asking. They will give you an insight of what's currently happening in the organization, and it'll be more ammunition for you to make a decision if that's the right jump or not. The TikTok Roundup is running on by. It's a real cheesy sound effect, but like, I don't know. It's It's all we could afford, you know? It's all we could afford. We are so broke. um, I know you really want to talk about recruiting, so in between these clips, if if you just do your whole professor thing like you do, that's totally fine. You know, that's that's what this is for. So this next one is uh, coming from the Tiki Taki, and uh, as these all are right now, up until our current events, but this I'm is sorry. from. Uh, it just hit me. You, know, you can continue to do your t- professor thing that you just. Did. <laughs> I love it. As as he's he's drinking a Wolf Blitz a spritz on the camera too. Look at this guy. All right, so this right. one's coming from. How did you get in? Is the name of the handle on Tiki Talk? How did you get in? It's all about recruiter salary, believe it or not. When a recruiter asks what your salary expectations are, this is how you answer. The first part is actually say a range. Specifically say the other jobs that I'm interviewing for with similar responsibilities have base salary ranging from 90,000 to 110,000. This first part is important because you're using competitive industry data. If you're not actually interviewing for other jobs, that's okay, say it anyway. Just make sure you actually oh research okay. the correct salary comps. <laughs> right. Go lie. in, uh, be your authentic self, but just totally lie your ass off. Yeah, great advice. You can find those awesome. on Glassdoor, Fishbowl, OpenComp, etc. Yeah, and you could also say you have a degree from Harvard because you read it on their website that they give those out. The second part you need to do is to show that you're not so rigid and set in stone. For example, you can say, you're clearly not rigid or set in stone because you're already lying. So that's fine. (laughs) That being said, I understand that base salary is just one aspect of the total compensation and benefits package. And so I'm willing to continue this conversation with the entire package as a whole. Yeah, I'm sure you are. And, And talking about the entire package, the advice you're giving to the people that are going to apply to those entry level positions you know, saying that they go find the job that references they're interviewing for something. I, I could tell you right now, I'm going out to interview for a job, Ricky Bias, and uh, I'm currently interviewing for jobs that have a salary range of $1 billion. <laughs> Is it going to help me? <laughs> you know, I mean, like. <laughs> I, it's it. It's okay. So if the interview goes horribly wrong, it's going to really hurt you because <laughs> right. then they'll say, good luck with us with those numbers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here here's the advice I give people when they, when that when that question is asked, when they say, you what are your salary lie? expectations? You no, tell I'm them not to, lie to lie like she did. No, no. Here's she, what I tell them. She, I tell hang them on, though. This. Before your advice, is she crazy telling you to lie? Oh. I think so. Okay, go I on. I think go so. On. I, I do. You got to be authentic, right? Um, so here's the thing. Um, I tell people, uh, people tend to answer that question this way. Well, currently I make X, Y, Z. And I'm looking to make this. Never tell them what you currently make. Actually, there's some states have laws that That's make right. it illegal to ask that question. And other states make it a law to put a salary range on job advertisements. So the best way to ask, to answer that question is I'm looking to make 
X amount base and X amount variable in this total compensation package. Always state what you're looking to get in return. Real quick, what you've done in the, the compliment what Ricky Byers is saying, the state of Alabama has a statewide ban. I'm just going to list the states. You can't mm-hmm. inquire about it's a running list of states and localities that have outlawed pay history questions during the interview. Alabama, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, Georgia, Hawaii, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, wow. Missouri, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, and all the counties of New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Toledo. How Toledo made it to be its own state in this list, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But something's going on in Ohio. Oregon, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Rhode oh. Island, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin. Back to you. Did you mention Florida in there anywhere? No, you could ask That's anything you want, man. That's interesting. <laughs> hey, I want to. I want to thank you for stopping by this interview, Ricky Baez. Uh, I I do understand you're interested in this new HR position here in Coco. Um, right. Tell me a little bit about how much you well specifically made in your last three jobs, please. Well, you know what? Like, do you I start there? I tell you that piece. I well, here's how I would answer it. You know what? I think for you to better assess my skill set, I think it's better if I tell you exactly what I'm looking for, and then you can figure out if that's in the range or not. Yeah, no, I right? appreciate that question because you won't answer. Yeah. This interview is currently over. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. No. Hey. No problem. Hey, have a good one, Florida. Yeah. I'm gonna go Uber and open an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> You're right. right. So what? What else you got on this uh, line about your salary stuff? No, just that. I don't think you should lie. I think you should be genuine in your intentions. I mean, if you are interviewing somewhere else, you yet letting them know if you're really good and you have the skills they really want, that that puts a little bit of fire under them. But if you're not doing that, don't. Right. Because if I find out that because I know people around here and if I know somebody's interviewing at this location, I'm like, hey, anybody interviewing with you? And they'll tell me. So just don't lie. It's, it's just it's not a good look. Do you remember the uh, first time you interviewed someone? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah? What was that like? What was it like? I was terrified. I was terrified. I was so afraid I was going to say the wrong thing and get a suit. My head always went out there. It um, It was for the county, Orange County government, and I think it was positioned for, I don't know, some kind of an admin position. And, um... I was doing that final interview and I'm having that conversation. And I, I remember, don't be too friendly, correct? Because you don't want to get into a conversation that will get you in trouble later on. I mean, I do it differently now. I kind of almost don't care about that because uh, I know what to do and what not to do and still be friendly about it. But anyway, I was terrified. She got the job, but I, I was way more nervous than she was, which is weird. Well, it's interesting that this topic has come up because our next clip from TikTok is from Maddie Macho. Maddie Macho. And she shares her first candidate interview call as a recruiter. You ready for it? Okay. Yeah. It's it's pure magic. You're going to love this. Okay. Okay. So I have been working at LinkedIn for four weeks now. And today was actually my first like recruiter phone screen where I talked to a candidate. And so I've been a recruiter for a really long time, but this is the first time that I have been recruiting for AI engineers. Engineers 
computer's already like extremely smart um, and I still don't even know what a basic software engineer does. So AI engineering, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So anyways, I get on my call. I'm just like, but it's how difficult can it be? Okay, I've been doing this for a long time. Recruiting is recruiting, right? Okay, so I have my meeting and it's a team's meeting because for some reason that's the way it was booked. I don't know why, um, but I wish that would not happen. Um, okay, so it's booked as a team meeting. I get on the phone with the candidate. He's on camera. Great, okay, I now feel obligated to be on camera. I'm like, oh, are we gonna be on camera? And he's just like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, yes, this is what I'm wearing. So she points to herself in the video and she's wearing a white swimsuit with a sweater. A one piece, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm on the phone. Uh, you know, trying to make sure it's like, you know, angled like this. Okay. She's referring to the camera being angled up so it cuts off and you don't see what Got she's it. wearing. Uh, so either way, like you just see feathers. Uh, you're not taking me seriously. She has feathers all over her wall so that if she turns her camera on, it's a feathered backdrop. Very interesting for remote work. I have to ask him <laughs> all these like qualifying questions. Like, do you have a PhD? <laughs> Do you have any publications? Um, what kind of models do you use? I don't know anything that I'm talking about. I'm just like, I saw him though. Listen, I just started. You're actually the first guy that I've talked to or the first candidate I've talked to. Um, oh so please God. take it easy on me. Talk to me like a fifth grader. And I think he thinks that he was talking to me like a fifth grader. And it was still so over my head. I was just typing everything. Like, I hope this makes sense to somebody. Because it's just gibberish to me. Anyway, so that was my first candidate call. Amateur hour, brother. I am sorry. Amateur hour. No recruiter, no re no respectable recruiter, whether they're at the end of their career or senior level or at the beginning part of it, should ever jump onto a requisition and start recruiting for it without knowing what it takes to perform that job. Absolutely not. And I, and back when I managed, back when I managed recruiters, I always told them, get to know the hiring manager, even spend some time doing that kind of work so you can have personal firsthand experience of what's necessary. That way you can have an intelligent conversation with a candidate that could possibly turn into a power employee. That is amateur hour there, brother. Sorry. A big thank you going out to TikTok for just existing. It's understood at this point in time that the various government entities want to make it go away because your data could be stolen. By the way, once again, a big shout out to Cambridge Analytica and Facebook for all you've done over the years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, really, that's a new thing, right? Like, hey, guess what? We're going to run a background check on you. Apply through our HRIS system. Oh, no, our HRIS system got hacked 17 times in 10 years. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not a problem. It was my pleasure applying to jobs at WWE, and I understand now. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know, there's another JC out there in India. But it's fine. It's good. It's all good. He's getting all the work, and I'm sitting here. It's good. You know... <laughs> When you're in that interview, sometimes a question comes in, and it's a real tough one, Rick. And before I play the clip, I want your take on this. Okay. 
The question is, why should we hire you? Oh, I'm answering that? Oh, got it. Why should you hire me in particular? Yeah, I mean, uh, the proverbial, you know, you're the only other person on the goddamn podcast. (laughs) Work with me here. Why should we hire you? you You should hire me because you have a specific need on your team that you don't have, but you're willing to pay for. And I'm here to show you that not only are you going to be willing to pay for my services, but you're going to want to overpay for these services to make sure I stay. That's, that's the kind. That's why you have to hire me. Cancel all your other interviews. Would you actually say the last part, though? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Never, I did that once. That. I did that once. I did a remote interview from your patio, actually. Um, and uh, it was years ago. And I told them, look, I appreciate you calling me to make this opportunity happen. And I need to let you know. I'll be there to start in two weeks. Well, we haven't made our determination yet. I'm like, don't worry. You don't need to. I'm going to help you make that choice. And right now, it's already made. I'm there, and I'm going to be there for you. You don't need to call anyone else. I didn't get the job. Needless to say. <laughs> yeah. Too al- that was a little too alpha for us. Okay, whatever. Hey, so this <laughs> clip for you, Ricky Byers, is from Julian <laughs> Haggins. Julian Haggins, why should we hire you? Okay, tell me why you think we should hire you for the position. Because y'all called me, so that seemed like y'all were thirsty. I didn't, I didn't call y'all, y'all called me. And plus, y'all said y'all was hungry. <laughs> okay, tell me Play why you think we should hire you for the position. Because y'all called me, so that seemed like y'all were thirsty. I didn't, I didn't call y'all, y'all called me. And plus, y'all said y'all was hungry. <laughs> y'all are thirsty. Go ahead, Ricky. Uh- I'm sorry. That's great. <laughs> I mean, and that person has a good point. Like, look, I was chilling. You gave me a call, right? So obviously you saw something in my resume, wherever you got it from, that said, I got to call this person. I mean, if if my resume hit you like that, then I'll go, okay, cancel all the other sessions then. Boom. When do I start? New employer orientation. Here we go. My favorite snack is a Reese's peanut butter bar, uh, a peanut butter cup. Make sure you got that there next to my coffee. Done. Don't say that, folks. Don't 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 say that. What about jobs that are posted on LinkedIn or online? Are they reliable? Of course. Why? Why wouldn't they be? Re- what do you mean? Are they reliable? Well, let's find out if Lexa V on TikTok had a reliably positive experience applying virtually online for the first time. A couple weeks ago, I accepted a job that ended up being a scam. I swear this stuff only Uh. happens to me. And the crazy part is that everything about it seemed so legit. Like, these people are good at what they do. But anyways, this was a LinkedIn job posting, and I thought LinkedIn was supposed to be legit. I've never accepted a job from LinkedIn before, so maybe I'm completely wrong. But basically, I applied like you do for any other job, and the next day I got an email saying that they wanted to meet me for an interview. They attached a brochure for the job, like I'm telling you, it was so legit. And then they told me to download a app that they use to communicate with one another 
in the teams that they're in. So I was like, okay, let me just download this app and contact the person that I need to contact and we'll move forward. So I contacted this person and then she was like, okay, we're going to have your interview tomorrow at this time. Come onto this app and we'll get started. So I thought I was going onto the app to just say, Hey, I'm ready. And then they were going to call me, but the interview was like a texting conversation. Like she was asking me all these questions and I was answering them in real time. But like, I thought all interviews were like on the phone or face to face, but I was like, I don't know. I've never done a remote job before. So maybe this is like the new thing they're starting to do. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So then the weekend passed and the next Monday, the person on the app was like, Hey, have your phone ready for the HR person to call you later today. And I was like, great. So then later that day, someone calls me and this person's like asking me all these extra questions. And at the end he was like, I would love to offer you the position. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yes. I accept like all that stuff. So then naturally I started telling my friends about it. So my friend, upon hearing all this stuff I was telling her, decided to look up the position on the company's website. And I don't know how she found it, but she got to a page on this company's website that said that people were scamming them and basically pretending to be people from this company and offering jobs to people like me. So upon hearing this, I knew like right away that there was no way that this was a real job because a lot of the things about the job description were just like too good to be true. So I got in contact with someone from the company and he was able to confirm that the email that I got originally was not associated with them. And I was so let down because like, I was so excited about this opportunity. And I just wonder like how far they would have gone until I were to realize on my own that it was a scam. Luckily, I didn't give away any financial information or personal stuff because I can't even imagine what would have happened had I had done that. And also... Like, who was the guy talking to me on the phone? That's the weirdest part of all of this. But yeah, please be careful about the jobs you apply to. Dude, I'm glad we're talking about this. And I love that clip because this is something that started to become really popular since the pandemic when a lot of uh, um, recruiting and a lot of hiring, everything happened online. So I know of four individual cases where something similar like that happened. And it's clever how these guys are doing it. It's it's a group of people. It really is a network. They post a position. It doesn't even have to be in, um, LinkedIn. It could be Indeed. It can be anywhere. And they almost ghost a small organization where it doesn't have a lot of national footprint, right? And what they do is, let's say this is an, an a small organization in Central Florida, right? And they copy everything on their website in case people look it up. But here's what they do. They, they interview, they screen resumes, they interview. And what they start doing is they start having all these conversations that, that sound real. And they say, we, we're going to make you an offer. Here's what you're going to do. The other, this, this uh, person, I'm sorry, the, um, um, the candidate who just was made the offer, they resigned from the previous position. So on that Friday before they're supposed to start on the last day of the previous position, they say, hey, we need some information for a new employee orientation. They always wait for that Friday. And then you give a blank check for your direct deposit. You give your social security number um, for um, in case they have to do a background, which you do have to do that earlier. All this information, whereas new employee orientation, the link doesn't work. Nothing exists. And they already have your information and you're done. I know four cases like that. 
Wow. And people need to watch out because these things are real. How do you know? Very, very convincing. How do you even know? You call you. Okay. You have to take a look at the email that's coming to you. Once you start having conversations, if, for example, if there is ABC construction company, right? If all of a sudden the recruiter has ricky.bias at gmail.com, red flag, huge red flag. All right. All right. Hang on though. Hang on though. This is almost mm-hmm. kind of like saying um, if you want to make sure that there's safety while you're driving on the road, you need to go out and inspect everybody's driver's license. Like, what about flipping this around the other way? What about what's something proactive that a recruiter could do that the company could do to ensure the safety, security and and the truthfulness of their actions instead of us talking about it from the employee perspective? Let's flip that real quick. Okay, excellent. Re- what recruiters should do to make what any other person should do is to answer any questions, a- answer any question they didn't think to ask. Have you been to a website? Have you seen us in the stock market? Have you seen us in the news? We're here, we're there. Make sure you communicate to that candidate the, you know, the culture of the organization. Talk more about the organization and then show them all these credentials. Show them where you are on LinkedIn. That would make anybody that's nervous about something like this, it would ease their concerns. What about use of camera? Is is use of camera really that frowned upon nowadays? Like if the person that's interviewing is actually in the masthead or on the website somewhere, their picture's publicly visible, it's Mm -hmm. on the .com or .org or whatever your website dot is, Mm -hmm. It's it's all interconnected, and then you go on camera at the same time. You know, truth to verify in a way. What what, what do you think about that? I think cameras should be on, right? As the more personal, the better, right? If you're if you're in the same area and you're able to meet with the person, see if that's an option. Like go to their house? Right? No, <laughs> absolutely oh, not. Why not? Never ever go to somebody they're going to work from home i mean yeah no we're going to meet at a starbucks or we're going to meet at a in your garage uh, no absolutely not that is not what you should do folks that is the quickest way for you to get a restraining order i have a great idea what about a mobile hr truck like a food truck for hr I'm laughing because I'm like, that's not a bad idea. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All in two seconds. <laughs> you know, you can and take we'll it out. have a little, take a little it out bell like the ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, take it to your recruiting events, have speakers <laughs> on their <laughs> side of it. You do a Velcro <laughs> wall, you know. Hey, come join the fun team. We sell air conditioning. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know. Oh, no. no HR food truck. HR food truck. Exactly. Now that I would do. Only the onus would be on you for providing the food. So, no, yeah, I mean, come for the hot dog business. and leave with advice. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Come for the hot dog, leave with HR advice. Boom. Uh, it's more prevalent than we think, though, the whole scammer thing, Ricky Buys. The hackers created a fake company. And the fake company posted job postings for crypto developers. Oh and God. they made sure the advertisements got viewed by some of the developers that work for Axie Infinity. One of the developers applied for the job and then went through a series of interviews. Like, they actually interviewed this person. And in the interview, they were giving them tests, you know, to make sure that they knew what they were doing and so on. And then at the end of the process, 
they sent them a uh, a job offer, and the job offer was in a PDF file as an attachment to an email. And when the developer opened up that attachment, it carried a malicious payload that infected their machine, and that gave the attackers access, gave them full control of that developer's machine. So once they had that, they had access to the code of Axie Infinity and the back end, and they were able to just run rampant in there. But I thought, man, what a long game they played on that, right? Create a fake company, post fake jobs, do interviews, and then all leading up to sending an infected PDF to somebody. They could have skipped all that and just randomly sent an infected PDF, but then the person wouldn't have opened it. They basically guaranteed the person was going to open it. So pretty pretty uh, amazing amount of dedication for the criminals on this one. Yeah, I mean, the company said that their engineers are spearfished all the time because of where they work. So I think maybe they're they're a little more uh, in tune to not open just a random thing that got sent to them. But the fact that they opened this PDF, uh, I mean, the fact that they opened that on their work computer is kind of weird. If you're getting a new job offer, you think you maybe would do that at home. But I wonder, too, you know, how much possible social engineering they did during those several rounds of interviews they could maybe you know tell us about uh challenges you face at at work right now what are some weird setups that you have to to deal with or things like that that maybe helped them once they got in to actually uh get in further or you know spread out more quickly a hack it cost axie infinity 620 million dollars in cryptocurrency North Korean hackers started the hack by sending the fake job offers to one of the game's developers. The attack occurred in March of 2022 and ended Sky Mavis's game, which was a very popular, rapidly growing game at the time. The FBI was able to link the attack to the hackers Lazarus and APT38 by April of 2022. These two organizations frequently assist the North Korean government in stealing cryptocurrency. Members of the Lazarus Group sent fake job offers to people working for cryptocurrency companies in at least 14 countries in the summer of 2020. The U.S. government warned earlier this year that the Democratic People's Republic of Korea is sending out IT workers to find freelance work, which could be used in government attacks. A study published a year ago by Cypher revealed how simple it was for anyone to post job openings on LinkedIn on behalf of a company. The FBI recently issued a warning about the dangers of fake job postings. They identified some of the common signs of fraud that Internet users should be aware of when they receive job offers that they Mm. did not request. Thus, in turn, making a recruiter's job that much harder. Ricky Baez, back to you. Or easier. Here's why. If this is what it takes for a recruiter to go above and beyond what the job description says and really sell the job, this is how you do it. You go above and beyond to communicate the culture of the organization. You go above and beyond to really show this as a real organization. This actually, unfortunately, this actually might push recruiters to do what I, what you and I have been saying recruiters should do is to put the H in HR and really, really focus on building relationship with candidates. And this is what if, if they want to make sure that candidates are are believe who you are, this will force you to do it. So I think it's there's the silver lining, the silver lining there. I don't know. You have to put the hunt in HR. You put that H in there. You put the hunt in there, and you get out there and you <laughs> hunt. That's that's exactly what he's talking about. No, it's just no. Is that the H no word hunting. you meant? 
No, no, no. The age, the human, the human aspect. Oh, I thought you treat him like a human being. No, not hunt. hunt. Not yeah, no. Nah. Hunt I mean, for the people that will work for you. Hunt them down. No, no, <laughs> don't hunt them down. Don't, don't. This is getting worse by the second. Down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, fair that. enough. Hey, um, okay. So you got. You did the recruiting thing. Um, everything's going good. Uh, job interview side, uh, recruiter side. You you gave out a lot of great advice today. Um, before I move into another portion of the topics here, anything else you want to put out there in regards to what we've been talking about so far from the recruiting perspective? No, we've we've actually touched on it. I just I just want to make sure that when people are out there recruiting, that that take a look at the questions that they're asking you. And yes, answer the question, make sure they can assess your skill set on the questions that's being asked, but also use the question that they're asking as an indicator of what's happening in the organization. I would hate for you to leave a job uh, for a specific reason, and that reason exists in that new job. So just use all the information that's available to you. In a world where an HR professor starts an HR podcast you will experience an opportunity where it is not beating a dead horse but where we will beat it with a dead horse because the horse is so dead it's, it's long gone we didn't kill the horse we just went and found it Ricky Bias picked it up and then he he beat the topic with the dead horse he went further he went further he did so when you're currently working in the position and you just started, there's a few things that you got to start to think about as you're fitting in with the culture of the organization. Am I right? Absolutely. Well, coolshawn.com on TikTok feels the same. Pop quiz. Who's the most important person at your job? It's not your boss. It's not the CEO. It's not the person who's actually good and knows what they're doing. The most vital person to your career and livelihood is the person who they would fire first. You should identify this person as soon as you can when you start a new job. No matter what your manager or society or your subconscious tells you, you only need to work one iota harder than the biggest dipshit in your office. <laughs> and then when that person is inevitably fired, just crank up the effort to regain your position as second to worst. So I, I did vet this one. I know he swears, but he's making a very sound point that we're going to dissect here momentarily most of you probably already know who that person is in your office but if not start looking out for the biggest dumbest mistakes you can possibly find at my last job there was a guy who named a project he was developing after a teen girl from an anime and then submitted it to the u.s navy as soon as that <laughs> happened i realized i'm but safe the bar is low at that moment i was happy you may be asking yourself okay that's fine and good. That's how I don't get fired. But how do I get like a raise or a bonus? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little shred of humor in there. That's uh, coolshawn.com. Ricky Bias, your thoughts on this one? Tear it apart. So this guy is what essentially what he's doing, he's teaching you how to be as lazy as possible, as lazy as possible, and not be on the radar. That's what he's saying. He is saying, find the person who is the laziest person there, just work a little bit harder than that person, and you won't be on the radar. 
And if that person gets fired, you got to put in more effort. What a backwards way to look. I mean, I hope he's kidding. I hope this is a parody. But based on what I've been seeing these days and some conversations that I've been having, it's with some leaders and the issues that they're having. It's oh, this sounds real. It sounds that this is sound advice that that he's giving out and people are receiving it are, are just putting it to use. Kid, there are heroes and there are legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid, and you'll never go wrong. Babe Ruth, the Sandler. You literally have nothing to say. It's kind of I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to put it together. Yeah, it's kind of I'm refreshing. Sorry. I was like, my goodness, thank God. I'm trying to. All put right, it so together. now you've got like, the job. No. Your life is moving on. Things are good, and it comes time for raises, Ricky. Raises are a big thing, and. Aya Abdul addresses this on TikTok as well. A two to four percent salary increase is not a raise. That's what we call a cost of living adjustment. The next step above that is a merit increase, which means they're paying you for the performance that you had in the past year. And that generally ranges anywhere from five to nine percent. But a real raise and promotion is going to be anywhere from 10 to 20 percent. And that's why people are always job hopping, because companies think these little two to four percent salary increases mean something. With the cost of inflation, I'm sorry, two to three percent ain't going to cut it if they want to keep talent. All right. Are you ready for this? Crack in my neck here real quick. Crack, crack. All right. People who complain like that are people where they were passed over because somebody did better. That's how I see that. Now, are there organizations who really pass people over? Absolutely. Are there organizations that really keep other people down on purpose who should not be kept down? Absolutely. That exists. But nine times out of 10, JC, what I have seen is that when somebody does really good, but somebody just does better and there's only one position where they can promote that person into normally that second person sometimes gets better and they put a video or a TikTok just like that. Not everybody, but that's how that particular video came across to me. So here's what I say. Here's what I say. If you want a raise above and beyond what a cost of living is and above and beyond what a promotion would entail, then you obviously have to do more than what you do than what your job description asks of you. You have to do more. If you get a job and you get a job offer, that money you're being offered is exactly what you're being paid for your current job description. Why would you expect to get a raise just for doing your job at a C-level work? Do your job at an A-level work and always exceed expectations, and that would dramatically increase your chances of being seen and excuse me, by the right people and get that raise. Ruth comment. Enter here. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? You tell me. How, how do you see this, though? No, hold up, hold up. I want your take on this. How do you it's see that? Time for events. Current events this week is brought to us in part by my opinion on Ricky's last question. I think you're right. You're an ass. <laughs> All right, today's first story is coming to us directly from uh, McDonald's, believe it or not. Oh. All this talk about recruiting and hiring and people working, et cetera, et cetera, it's just 
fitting at this time to turn to our friends at Fox News about McDonald's. McDonald's facing backlash as it unveils its first automated restaurant at a Texas drive-thru. Machines at the store handling everything from taking orders to delivering the food. Critics sounding off about what this means for jobs. One Twitter user griping, how can a rapidly increasing population which is in need of jobs and income be helped by robots taking these jobs? Or how about this Instagram user who points out, there's your $22 minimum wage. Katrina Campins, host of on Fox Business Prime Wednesdays at 8. You don't want to miss it. She joins us. Katrina, thank you for, Thanks for having me. coming in. What do you make of this? Well, I think this is the first step, unfortunately, of robots replacing some industries, right? I actually, the first thing that came to mind is they should actually take a page from Chick-fil-A's business model because that's where I go. And even if the long, if the line is super long, like, you know, it's going to go by quickly. Everybody greets you with a smile. They're Mm -hmm. kind. So I'm not, I mean, I I just think that that's a good example that McDonald's should maybe strive for. And you know, the uh, one Instagram user pointing out the, there's your $22 minimum wage. I mean, inflation is still crushing the American people. And obviously a robot replaces a job. And if they've got the entire restaurant here in Texas, you know, as obviously a prototype type, I guess this is the the first one, Um, you know, it's going to put fear in the community that people are going to lose their jobs. Absolutely. The American people are suffering. You know, inflation is a big issue and I cover housing specifically and it's affecting the housing market. You know, people can't find houses. We have a low amount of supply when it comes to homes as well, but it's become very expensive to actually acquire a home and home ownership is something that's very dear to my heart. So I see it in the home space and now you're beginning to see it in other industries. I also know that robots are also now implemented in miami roberts that's Robert. what i heard too roberts i heard that roberts <laughs> are implemented in miami roberts hang on a second here are also now implemented in miami nope. oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I also know that roberts are <laughs> oh, that's oh awesome. what do you know i also know that roberts are <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of the show roberts roberts <laughs> roberts that's it. all right so talk to me about the roberts at uh mcdonald's ricky mcdonald's what? roberts i wonder I if they look like grimace you know they're like Ooh. actually roberts <laughs> i am a robert um, i got roberts at the mcdonald's down the street from my house <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. You go in, you place your order. You don't talk to anybody. Order 68. Boom. Get it and go. Love it. Look, here's the thing. I do. If, if this, if this becomes an, if this is an efficiency tool for McDonald's, I don't blame them. A for-profit organization should look for more efficiencies, how to be more profitable, how to increase that line. I don't blame them at all. And look, I agree. This is, if you force a government, to say you need to put minimum wage up here, this is the things that will happen. You're going to have some organizations that are going to try to find ways how to mitigate that. Boom, here it is. So, look, I don't blame McDonald's for it. And everybody who's yelling, saying this is stealing jobs, get with the program. Get with the program and figure out how to live with it because that's not going to go away. That train is going to leave you. You're going to love this next part here. During a initial trial period, McDonald's has announced it's installing AI-powered kiosks in 700 of its restaurants. Menus can suggest uh, menu items that sell well based on the time of day, the weather, or what's currently popular. Think ice cream on a hot summer day, as well as 
add-on items based on your current order. I did see that, and I, dude, wait till, and I, I know I keep talking about it, but how we interact with computers in businesses like McDonald's and, and Chick-fil-A is only going to get more and more intuitive. You know, in, in our lifetime, we, we're we going to see what uh, Michael Jake Foss or Marty saw in Back to the Future when he went back to, 19, uh, to or, the, go, 2015. Go more, I don't know, more like the Jetsons, right? Yeah, yeah you but, remember that? I remember Rosie. The Rosie. Rosie was cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. George Jetson. They predicted a lot of what's happening. The flying cars is what's missing. So did the Simpsons. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Dude, that is scary. That is scary. Florida man. Did you hear what Netflix is doing? Netflix is doing a Florida man documentary. And I don't know if I'm appalled or shocked or excited. I don't know. But have you heard of this? No. Go on. Dude, okay. So I, I, I don't know if it's still in the makers. I just read about it the other day. But yeah, Netflix is doing a um a, a like a multi-part documentary about the Florida man persona. Like what makes up a Florida man? What makes us so different when somebody else doing something stupid in another state? So I'm really looking forward to it. When it comes out, we've got to do a play-by-play. We Florida, have to. Florida Man is scheduled to be released on April 13th, 2023 Ooh. on Netflix. It's a crime comedy drama created by Donald Todd. But it's starring Edgar Ramirez, Anthony LaPaglia, Abby It's not Lee, a documentary. Otmar, okay. Marrero, uh, Lex Scott, Davis Emery, Cohen Isaiah Johnson. Uh, going oh, on so it's not a documentary. Got it. Yes, I can't wait. Crazy though, right? Crazy. Oh, dude. It's going to be great. Story. All right. Closing this one up. We're heading back to McDonald's, and we are in the state of Florida. Big shout out going to the Breakfast Power Club 105.1 for today's Florida Woman story. Well, Duval, a uh, donkey of the day for Monday, March 20th, goes to a 26 year old Florida woman named Quavy Young, okay? Quavy Young of Cocoa, Florida. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today is no exception. See, Quavy got arrested, okay? She's accused of brandishing a gun in the drive window of mcdonald's okay we hear these stories ever so often of people who are upset because some fast food restaurant got their order wrong but this right here isn't one of those times okay see in this case mcdonald's didn't get her order wrong they didn't even have what she wanted period let's go to news six for the report please Bard county a woman is accused of threatening a mcdonald's employee with a gun because the meal she wanted was not on the menu According to the arrest affidavit, this woman, Bobby Young, was at a Coco McDonald's when she ordered something that wasn't on the menu. Police say Young then drove up to the window and threatened the drive-thru worker with a handgun and demanded that worker take her order. Young was arrested on aggravated assault charges and has since been released. Now, what was on the menu that Quavy tried to order? Quavy tried to order what you call a cheeseburger bundle. You ever heard of it? No, no. Ever heard of it, Envy? No. A cheeseburger bundle from McDonald's. She went to McDonald's and tried to order cheeseburgers the way she orders hair. Okay, let me get three bundles of that Brazilian body wave. Matter of fact, let me get three bundles of that unprocessed Peruvian body wave weavy, please. Now, I didn't know McDonald's was doing this, but apparently at select locations, they offer bundle meals. Okay, I did some research this morning, and by research, I mean Google. 
Google and I saw that they have a Big Mac bundle, a Chicken McNugget bundle, and a cheeseburger bundle. The cheeseburger mm-hmm. bundle consists of two cheeseburgers, mm-hmm. two medium fries, mm-hmm. and a 20-piece Chicken McNugget. How much? Damn. $11.99. Wow. Great deal, but my LDL <laughs> cholesterol just went up reading that. Okay, what I don't understand is why... Should this lead to violence of any kind? All right, I understand the historic love folks have had for the Golden Arches. I get it. It's an amazing, amazing comfort food. But never in the history of life has a combo meal ever been good enough for me to get the prison bundle. You know what the prison bundle is, right? Oh, first you get arrested for the crime. Then you get a bail. In this case, it was $7,500. You already bonded out. But now you got to hire a lawyer to help you face charges of uh, Mm -hmm. open carry of a weapon, knowingly driving with a suspended license, and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Okay, the last charge being a felony. Ain't no value in that. All right, bail, lawyer fees, stress. Nobody got time for that. That's a lot of money. And I promise you, that bundle at McDonald's is not worth it. I love how he's talking about it like she planned it out. Right? Like, it was a planned thing. Like, you know what? Today, I'm going to go to McDonald's, and if they don't have what I want, I'm going to do this. You know, if you're dumb enough to pull a gun on somebody for something like that, then all bets are off. I have to assume you're very irrational. By the way, JC, do you know what's a great way how to avoid something like this? I'm sure that wouldn't have happened if the if a computer was there taking that order now, would it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this would not be a story because, number one, the computer would have got it right. <laughs> number two, <laughs> you can't. Can you assault a computer? I don't know. Can you? So that's an easy way to fix it. McDonald's, pay attention. Look at that. Love it. Okay, it's time in the show for Final Thoughts. Ricky Baez. Man, you know, I'm really glad to be back on. I know we haven't been on in in the past couple of weeks. You know, JC got things going on. I got things going on, but we have not forgotten about you folks. We have, and JC, I'm going to use my time to kind of plug a couple of things because you're going to be on the Space Coast next month, aren't you? Yes, so JC is going to be at Space Coast. He is going to be the MC for the what? What annual Space Coast Shroom Conference is this? You don't know that? Do you know? I don't know. I don't have that up. But he's going to be there. I'm going to be there as well. That is on April 17th. Also, folks, if you love recruiting or if you are in the recruiting world, Check this out. I have brand new classes coming up on my website, biasco.com. The latest class coming up is on May 17th. It's at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Janine Crocky, she is a regular at Disrupt HR. She is an HR professional. She and I are going to be leading a class called Recruiting in 2023 and Beyond Strategies for Success. Please sign up for the class. This is going to be an intuitive e-learning class. It's going to be live. Janine and I are going to be delivering it, talking about the strategies and tips for recruiting in 2023. It's not what you think. You're going to love it. Just make sure you come on by and sign up. That's all I have there, Jason. Uh, how do you sign up? Where do you go? How much does it cost? Go on. Biesco Learning, so Biesco.com, you'll be able to find all the classes there. It's just $19.99 for you to uh, to attend that class, and it is certified by SHRM for one PDC. For those of you trying to uh, uh, continue on with your learning, we are going to have one class a month from May all the way to the end of the year. So uh, please keep a lookout for that. April 19, 2023, at the Radisson Resort at the Port Cape Canaveral, the 2023 Space Coast HR Conference will be taking place. 
your certification credits. Stop on by for six professional development credits, PDCs, towards your SHRM SCP or SHRM CP recertification. It's also expected to be approved for six general recertification credits towards the APHR, PHR, PHRCA, SPHR, GPHR, PHRI, and SPHRI through HRCI. Wow. A lot of acronyms there. A lot of that's, acronyms. That's, all that's quite a bit. Speaker list is fantastic this year. Uh, as always, Lewis Wilson and Michelle Tatum-Bush are going to be there doing a deep dive into employment labor, labor law. Uh, we have Trina Pulliam. She's going to be one of the key speakers here throughout the day. Trina is fantastic. She's the president of uh, Train Innovations, a uh, 26-year-old boutique consulting firm with a team of specialists that focus on the effectiveness of local government. Uh, she's got a lot to talk about there. Also, Jerry Hefner, the president of Personal Dynamics Consulting Group. Hard charger. He's got a passion for the study of human behavior and his experience in sales, distribution, manufacturing, retail sales, and the medical field provides a broad spectrum of insight and knowledge to his work. Fantastic speaker. You're going to love him. Troy Clements, the director of human resources for Sunlight Solutions, vice president of the HR Florida State Council, will be speaking as well. For nearly 25 years, Troy has partnered with organizations to increase likability and loyalty within the talent base. He's someone you don't want to miss. And last but not least, the chief membership officer of SHRM himself, Mike Aiken, is going to be there. Following 15 years of leading SHRM's successful advocacy programs as VP of Government Affairs, he's a leading authority on issues important to the HR profession, and he drives SHRM's membership vision ensuring excellent member experiences, and implementing an organization's newly developed business strategy. So tune in that day in person simply by coming on down to the port, and you two could get your credits to recertify by attending the 2023 Space Coast HR Conference, April 19, 2023, at the Radisson Resort at the port, Cape Canaveral. The last piece I have for you. The prevalence of remote work and online hiring has led to an increase in job scams. It really has. And according to the Federal Trade Commission, job scam financial losses increased 110% in two years when the COVID-19 pandemic struck from 174.2 million in 2020 to 209.1 million, Ricky buys in 2021. Companies is very simple. Act as soon as possible and make your voice heard by posting a public statement advising job seekers of any fraud that you come aware of. Mm. Companies should very simply report the impersonation accounts to the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center and the relevant FBI field office, as well as report bogus job postings to job recruitment websites or social media platforms. Also, it's very important. Make sure that you maintain records of both the scams and the financial harm caused by the scammers to both job seekers and your company. Send letters of cease and desist to the malicious actors directly through your legal counsel as well. Just a few helpful tips I want to provide right here at the very end. I know that throughout the course of HR Talk, we like to laugh, joke. We make fun of some people on TikTok. There's actually good people giving advice out there at the same time. But at the end of the day, these are serious topics. And all our joking aside, when it's time to get down to business, what do we do? We work hard and we play hard. We just played hard. Now it's time to go work hard. That's all I have. Ricky Baez, best ways people could reach you. 
You can find us at Baezco.com, B-A-E-Z-C-O, or just look us up over on the Instagram, Anything Baezco or HR Talk Podcast. Just find us. Say hi. Tell us how you feel. We would love to hear from you. On behalf of Ricky Baez, Baezco Learning, the five-star rated Baezco Learning, according to Google, he's got five people that reviewed it at five stars. That's right. They're actually really good reviews. If you want to work with this guy, just call him. I mean, he's kind of hungry. He is. I mean, have you seen him? He's starving. He's wasting away, this Ricky Baez. I'm going to McDonald's right now. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Drive safe. Have a good night. Give me a cheeseburger. Roberts. Roberts, Ricky. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> Roberts. No, Roberts. That's what it is. That chat GP, Robert, I don't trust it. (laughs)